missionary calling is a deep conviction to do what is reasonable. I have a deep conviction to take the Great Commission personally and to respond to it by being a Christian where there is no light. Missionaries or cross-cultural missionaries are simply ordinary people who are extending God's light into the dark places. John chapter 1 verses 5 through 9 The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God, his name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light, he came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. If you have a deep conviction to do something about the dark places, it's reasonable to think that you would do something. If I enter a room and there is no light, I turn on the light. I have a conviction to do something about it. It's not a deep conviction, but it's enough to take action. Rooms need light. If I enter a room where the chairs are all out of place, I have a conviction to do something about it. It's not a deep conviction, but it's enough for me to take action. The chairs need organizing. If I see information that makes me aware that a great percentage of the people groups in India are still without the gospel, this should create in me a moral obligation to do something about it. Why? Because God created me in this way and put Jesus in me, and he created the people in the unreached people groups in India, and Jesus told me to do something about it. They are in total darkness with absolutely no access to any Christians. I have the light. It's perfectly reasonable that I believe what Jesus said, and it's obvious that I then do something about it. It is an immoral situation that millions of lost souls in remote unreached people groups don't have access to the light. Once I hear about an unreached people group, I go. We have complicated the mission of God by adding the need for a missionary call. The call is just one more thing that we think we need in order to go. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 and 15 For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. We are compelled by love from a loving God who created us with a mandate to love and disciple the lost. Another definition of conviction, strong persuasion or belief, especially 
the state of being convicted of sin or by one's conscience. My conscience is telling me that I should go because it is the loving and moral thing to do. It would be a sin not to do anything at all. Praying for unreached people groups is not going. Praying is the absolute easiest thing we can do. And I don't believe God honors empty prayers. What do I mean by empty prayers? Prayers that we pray where we have absolutely no intention of doing anything about it. Millions of hours of prayer have not gotten the people groups reached. So if you obey the Great Commission, it would be because of your conviction or strong persuasion of which you believe to be morally right and reasonable. It also would be because you have the love of Christ in your heart for those who have no access to that same love. You see, once we add the need for a call to be a missionary, we don't have to go because we're not called. More people consider themselves not called than those who consider themselves called. Those who can convince themselves that they are not called obviously don't go. They convince themselves not to go, or it's because of a belief system that has conveniently been taught to them that a call is a necessary requirement to be a missionary. It's about convenience. One missiologist calls this the great omission. It is the one thing we do not do. A modern missiology that requires a calling to be a missionary is hindering the Great Commission because most people are claiming that they do not have a call. James chapter 4 verse 17 Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. Here's an expanded definition of missionary. Missionaries are ordinary Christian people who have a deep conviction to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to those who have no access to him. The lost person in the remote unreached people group in China who has not heard of Jesus is just as lost as the drug addict in Chicago who has not heard. The big difference between them is that the person in Chicago has all kinds of access to hear the gospel. He also has the message all around him. He also has at least heard of the name of Jesus. It may be that the drug addict has never actually heard the gospel, but thousands and thousands of our Christian brothers and sisters living in Chicago are there to tell him. He also has a free copy of the Bible available to him, if he can read. The brothers and sisters in Chicago should be out on the streets looking for him, and some are. In order for the lost person in a remote unreached people group in China to hear, it will require at least one person going to him and learning his language. You can use the term missionary for that person if you want. 
word doesn't bother me. What bothers me is the misconception of the word that is being taught and misconstrued. Our teachers are at fault. The propagators of modern missiology are to blame in most cases. Missiology means too many things nowadays. It should mean one goes where there is no access to the light. It would have been much better had we never invented the term missionary. The fact that it is not a New Testament word is proof that it has been added by men. Today, too many people are staying where there is light. In most people's minds, there are normal Christians and then there are the missionaries. The term makes the distinction. Normal Christians stay home while missionaries go to the mission field. According to the New Testament, there is no distinction. Some people will say that the office of an apostle is a missionary. This is incorrect missiology. The entire body works together. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are those who prepare the normal Christians for works of service, according to the Word of God. What are the works of service? They build up the body into ministry so that they can put on the armor and battle the darkness. They need to go into darkness. Ephesians chapter 4 Verses 11 through 13. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ might be built up, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We have set apart the missionary from the normal Christian, just as we have with all clergy. The clergy are special and above normal people, normal Christians. The apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are put on pedestals and are considered more important. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and that should settle this matter. This incorrect theology of placing men above one another is just one more reason we have not discipled all the ethnos. We have incorrectly considered missionaries special clergy who will go into other cultures and learn other languages. It matters little to God that we have to learn another language, go into a different culture or geography in order to finish his commission. Commission is a term mentioned only a few times in the New Testament. Colossians chapter 1 verses 25 and Acts chapter 26 verse 12. It means a formal written warrant guaranteeing the power to perform various acts and duties an authorization or command to act in a prescribed manner or to perform prescribed acts or charge. Authority to act for, in behalf of, or in place of another. 
Jesus left the earth and gave us his formal written warrant guaranteeing the power to perform various acts or duties. Colossians chapter 1 verses 24 through 25 Now I rejoice in what was suffered for you, and I fill up in my flesh what was still lacking in regards to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present you the word of God in its fullness. You are the light. Go to where it is dark. Every unreached people group must have the gospel preached to them. Disciples have to be made among every single one. A missionary is just another Christian who is fulfilling their part in the plan of God to bring Christ so that the end comes to all sin, suffering, and the loss of souls in this world. So what level of missionary are you? When I begin to talk about this, it may sound a little sarcastic, but I assure you, there's no sarcasm in my voice, and you'll see in the end what I'm proposing. We hear the words missions and missionary everywhere nowadays. It's getting to the point that people refer to almost every type of evangelism or social work as missions. Jesus is clear when he commands us to make disciples of all ethnos. In order to make disciples of all the ethnic groups, someone has to go among all the ethnic groups. Missions is incarnational ministry. This is a fancy term meaning that someone personally has to go in the flesh. Jesus came to us in the flesh in person. We must go to the unreached people groups personally in the flesh. We must go personally, speaking their language. Your tongue is made of flesh, so make it move like those you're going to. It is unreasonable to think that we can teach and disciple people in a language that they do not speak or understand, and yet many missionaries attempt to do this. Basically, there's no easy way to do mission work. It does not matter what some missionary agencies or movements are saying. Being a missionary to an unreached people group is a life-term commitment. It is going to be hard, and in most cases it will require you to learn another language if you go where there is no access to the gospel. Anything less will be what I call level 9 missionaries and below. Everyone is claiming to be a missionary these days. The fact is that everyone is a missionary. The problem is that most people who are claiming to be missionaries have an erroneous idea of what one is. Here's a scale of missionary levels from 1 to 10. Where do you fit in this list? So what level of missionary are you? If you aim for 10, 
you will be part of fulfilling the Great Commission in bringing Christ's return and the end nearer. Level 1 Missionary Go inside the walls of your own church, requiring you to get up out of your chair or your pew, where there are other Christians and the Bible in the national language, and make disciples using your own language. Normally, this is called Sunday church service, but now many are calling this missions. I'm not exaggerating. Level 2 Missionary Go across the street to the park to the neighbors on your street where there are Christians and a Bible in the national language and make disciples using your own language. Normally this is called evangelism, but now many are calling this two missions. Level 3 Missionary Go inside your own city, possibly to another culture, where there are Christians and a Bible in the national language and make disciples using your own language. Normally this is called evangelism, but now many are calling this missions. Level 4 Missionary Go inside your own country, possibly to another culture, where there are Christians and a Bible in the national language and make disciples using your own language. Normally this is also called evangelism, but now many are calling this missions. Level 5 Missionary Go to another country where there are many Christians and churches and a Bible in the national language and make disciples in the national language, which is also the language you have spoken from birth. This does not require you to learn another language. Because you're going to another country, it is more common that you are now considered a missionary. An example of a level 5 would be a Latin missionary from Mexico going to Peru where Spanish is spoken. Another example would be an African missionary from Senegal speaking French going to Burkina Faso where they also speak French. Level 6 Missionary Go to another country where there are many Christians and churches and a Bible in the national language and make disciples in the national language which is not your first language. This requires learning another language, the national language. Most traditional missionaries are a level 6. Level 7 Missionary Go to another country where there are not many Christians and there are few churches, but there is a Bible in the national language and make disciples in the national language, which is not your first language. This requires that you learn another language in order to make disciples. A percentage of traditional missionaries are a level 7 missionary. Level 8 Missionary Go to a country where there are not many Christians, but some, 
and there is not a Bible in the national or regional language, and learn their language, and translate the Bible, and make disciples. There are not many of these situations left. These are usually big, unreached people groups, over 200,000 in population, and mainly in closed countries. If you don't go here, there'll soon be someone on the way. Level 9 Missionary Go to a remote, unreached people group with no access to the gospel that has no missionaries and no believers and no scriptures among them, and disciple them in the national language which is not their first language. This is not recommended and is not very effective, but it will be better than nothing at all. This is actually very common of the few missionaries who are going to remote unreached people groups. Remember that I mentioned that 2% of all missionaries who are sent out go to unreached people groups? The majority of these 2% are doing this. They are trying to disciple and teach the people groups using the national language. This is very common. Being a level 9 missionary is only possible where the remote unreached people groups are bilingual to some degree. In other words, they speak their own language, mostly, and they also speak a national language. This level will require you to learn the national language. The level 9 missionary will learn only the national language, not the first language of the people. It doesn't make much sense for you to go to the trouble to learn the national language when you could be learning their first language instead. Nevertheless, missionaries do this. It allows them to be in a remote unreached people group without having to translate the scriptures. Why not just be a level 10 missionary? The level 10 missionary. Go to a remote, unreached people group, a totally unreached people group, having no access to the gospel, no missionaries or believers or scriptures translated. Learn their first language, translate the Bible into their language, and disciple them using their first language. Missionaries who are fulfilling the Great Commission are level 8, 9, and 10 missionaries. All other levels are not fulfilling the Great Commission. You can disagree with this if you want to, but I'll say what level 7 missionary is again. The level 7 missionary goes to another country where there are not many Christians and few churches, but there is a Bible in the national language and he or she makes disciples in the national language which is not their first language. Once more, some traditional missionaries, not most, are level 7 missionaries. This requires one to learn the national language. Matthew chapter 28 
verse 19 through 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, ethnos, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. If there are Christians, a church, or a Bible where you are being a missionary, you haven't gone far enough. We are all part of the body of Christ, therefore we are all missionaries. But not all of us act on this conviction to fulfill the Great Commission. Not all of us missionaries are acting on a level that is truly bringing about the return of Jesus Christ in the end. Many have not even been a level one missionary. Some say that they haven't found their place in the body of Christ yet, but I have said you cannot find it sitting down in chairs or pews. You have to get up and get the vehicle rolling in order to be guided. At least get out into the streets of Chicago and look for the drug addict that has never heard the gospel in a relevant way. You won't be fulfilling God's global plan to bring the end nearer, but you will be offering salvation to someone who needs it.